And it's like, wow, douche alert. Yeah, exactly. Great. And there never is a douche again. <laughs> Hi, I'm Will. And I'm Makai. And welcome to Silver Linings. The podcast where we search for the best or worst in things you hate or love. Well, hello. Hello to our 7 million viewers and listeners. We are was back. It 7 million? 7 I think million? Is that, is that what it was? Last week it was last 7 million. Last time I checked, it was 7 million. Yeah, it's, it's probably okay. more now. Yeah, probably. You know, we're just growing our fan base by the day. <laughs> um, we are here today. We are going to talk about Superman Returns. Okay. Just gets more and more chaotic as we go on. Who did the music? Was it John Williams? So John Williams did the original theme and the original movies. For this movie, they they edited his old scores together so he didn't write anything new for it but they ended up editing just a lot of old pieces and i think one or two songs were new and that was about it so gotcha uh this movie came out in 2006 when superhero movies were kind of all the rage you know um because the spider-man trilogy directed by sam raimi had just uh, I think number two had just come out, or had come out uh, a couple years before. It was it was I interesting because they were all the rave because they weren't the public wasn't guaranteed a new superhero movie twice a year at that point. That's right. It was a very yeah, so, cool special thing for that to happen. And we hadn't seen a big budget Superman movie in more than twenty years, right? Uh, Or, I mean, well, Superman 3 and Superman 4, The Quest for Truth, we don't talk about them. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so Superman Returns came out. Uh, It was, it it did really well at the box office. Um, But the reviews and, and the general consensus among the public, Superman fans, is not exactly favorable which I don't really understand because I really enjoyed this movie. I remember enjoying it when I first saw it because I saw it in the theaters. Uh, I was like nine or 10. Um, And the only thing I remembered from it, uh, because I watched it for the first time since then about two weeks ago. And the only thing I had remembered was the scene where the bad guy shoots Superman in the eye and the bullet crumbles and falls to the ground. And I remember thinking that was really cool. That was really cool. As a kid. Yeah. Did you see it in the theaters or were you too young? I was a little too young for that. So Mm -hmm. my dad showed it to me on DVD and I'll be honest, I was just a little too young. Um, to like understand what exactly was going on. Oh yeah, I had absolutely no idea what was going on. So if there wasn't <laughs> a fight happening directly on on screen, you kind of lost me at that point. And yeah. because th- this isn't a 
fight heavy movie mm-hmm. um it kind of lost me as a as a five or six year old however old i was so i didn't yeah. remember a whole lot about this movie yeah because at that age you're not really concerned with plot points or a script right exactly um, you're not looking at what one best screenplay <laughs> at the oscars you're just focused on the flips and the flying and exactly. stuff which we didn't see a ton of compared to movies like man of steel right or are even the avengers movies and um, i would argue that at the time it was that reason that kept people from enjoying it as much whereas nowadays if a movie like that came out uh people would enjoy it a little more i think yeah exactly like because um when it comes to man of steel uh and i watched that last week just to familiarize myself with it I remember not liking it that much when I went to the theater to see it and watching it again I didn't really like it that much because I felt like it lacked the heart that is Superman because Superman isn't this I feel like they kind of tried to make it a little too much like Batman you know what I mean yeah like Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy um and they made it too dark and there wasn't a lot of heart and they kind of glossed over his whole becoming Superman and his Clark Kent days when he was a child. Um, and even when they did show those parts, they were a little too dark in my opinion. So I wasn't a huge fan of Man of Steel, but this movie, I feel like the lack of action and fighting in it is, it's made up by the fact that there's a lot of heart and a lot of sentimental moments and a lot of callbacks to the original Superman movies, which I really like. And that's what, that's what Superman is. At mm-hmm. least as far as I'm aware, I'm not, I'm not as versed with DC heroes as I am with Marvel. But yeah. from what I know, Superman is not just this all-powerful being. Because if that mm-hmm. were the case, he would, there would be nothing interesting. I mean, he would exactly. he would win every time unless they had Kryptonite, and then even then mm-hmm. he would figure out a way to win or he'd be killed. What's great about Superman is his, his acknowledgement of his own flaws as well as humanity's flaws and his desire to change those things and it's exactly it it does become cheesy at some point or campy campy is probably a better yeah. word for it because mm-hmm. it is about it is about a boy on a farm seeking the good in mankind and so it does yeah. become campy and it can get a little kitschy but that is superman and I think this movie did a very, very good job in capturing that. Yeah, and Superman in himself, even down to his name, is campy and kitschy. Superman. It's the most <laughs> generic-sounding superhero name. It's it's literally just a definition of what he is. You know, because, like, Spider-Man sounds cool because it's an animal. Right. You know, and Iron Man sounds cool because iron is, like, tough and it's shiny but superman it's like they just it's like they wanted to call him superhero man and then they were like no that's dumb superman. exactly that's <laughs> stupid so superman was let me uh go over some before we go over the movie i want to go over uh some of the history of superman um Superman. I should have looked this up before. Um, Superman uh, is a superhero published by DC Comics. 
He made his first appearance in Action Comics number one in April of 1938. And he was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. His birth name is Kalel. He is the son of Jor-El and Lara Lore Van from the planet Krypton, which was destroyed uh, when he was a baby, and they sent him to Earth, and he was discovered in a field by Jonathan and Martha Kent, who adopted him and raised him. So that's pretty much the gist of who Superman is. He has one weakness. It is kryptonite. And he has been portrayed. And for some reason, many times. everyone has access to kryptonite. Yeah, that, okay, yes. <laughs> that, uh, that's part of the, uh, the flaw with Superman. <laughs> like, have you, seen, have you seen Smallville? I haven't. I would love to. Okay, it's on Hulu if you have yeah. access to that. But it has become one of my favorite shows. Uh, I'm still on season one. Uh, Smallville, it, it lasted 10 seasons, which I wasn't aware of. I thought it lasted like four or five seasons, but it's just about Clark Kent, but every episode he encounters kryptonite (laughs) in some form (laughs) and it just gets a little old. Like he has this girl that he's in love with named Lana Lang and, and she was in the comics originally as his first love interest. He's really into elves, isn't he? Yeah, Lex Luthor, Lana Lang, Lois Lane. Uh, but he, um, she has this necklace that she wears that's a green emerald, and you find out that it's kryptonite, so that's why he's so flustered around her all the time. <laughs> so it's a little cheesy, but I enjoy it. That's cool. Yeah. So Superman... Uh, I wasn't really into him when I was a kid, but after watching this movie and Smallville and the original Superman films, I've really become a big Superman fan. Um, So yeah, Uh, let's get started and let's talk about the movie. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about the movie. All right, so the movie opens up on a black screen with some letters, and it says, on the doomed planet of Uh, On the doomed planet Krypton, a wise scientist placed his infant son into a spacecraft and launched him to Earth. Raised by a kind farmer and his wife, the boy grew up to become our greatest protector, Superman. But when astronomers discovered the distant remains of his home world, Superman disappeared. Yeah, it's sad. And like you said, uh, I'm going to piggyback on what you said earlier. Um, I love that they did a continuation of the old Superman movies. Yeah. Um, and the opening credits are just like the old Superman the opening exact credits, same. which last forever. <laughs> um, we also have a new actor playing Superman, Brandon Routh. Yes. He played him once and disappeared. Um, and I remember when, uh, when Henry Cavill uh, got the part, of in Man of Steel, a lot of people were like felt kind of bad for Brandon Routh because they thought he was gonna be Superman again. But what do you think of Brandon Routh's performance as Superman in this movie? I think, I mean, I 
think he acts exactly like Christopher Reeves. Exactly. Um, I think he, he's the perfect embodiment of him nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't think he would have done well in Man of Steel. Me neither, because it's a dark movie. Um, it's darker. Yeah, it was. Because that movie's real. It's darker than the uh, original uh, <laughs> Superman. For those listening, I just said that for the second time, and it did not sound as natural as the first time. Uh, because Mackay doesn't know how to record things. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Mackay's actually never worked with a microphone in his life. So, ever. Ever. But yeah, Brandon Routh, I thought, as this is a continuation of the original Superman series, I think he did a great job. And I, I think he's purposefully channeling Christopher Reeve. Yes. Can we talk about who plays Lex Luthor in this movie? Yes. We, well, uh, I don't know. Can we? Fit, are we allowed to? Uh, I think we're allowed to talk about him um, cuz I Ter- think he's an in- I think he's an incredible actor. Yes, terrible person, um, incredible actor. He, he's incredible at acting like he's a normal person. Yes. Uh so yeah, Kevin Spacey, Oscar winner for American Beauty. Um I think that's all we need to say about him. He does a very good job playing Lex Luthor. I agree. That's, yeah. he he did a great job in this part and many other parts <laughs> yes uh, Brian Singer likes him he used him in this, he used him in The Usual Suspects he's a Kevin Spacey fan I doubt he'll ever use him again uh, or but, anyone Yeah, or anyone will ever use him again so the first scene we see that Lex Luthor is at the bedside of a dying woman who we find out he has uh, married did he marry her? Yes. And he has tricked her into leaving her, leaving him her inheritance. And everyone hates him. Classic Lex Luthor. We love that. He's in a mansion. And yeah. Basically what has happened is Superman has been gone for five years and people are not happy uh, because the world is not good without Superman. But then he's back. Yay. The same way he came. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. He crashes in a cornfield in Smallville, Kansas. Kansas? Kansas? Yeah. Kansas. I think it's Kansas. Um, Martha Kent is there, of course. Uh, Jonathan Kent died in the first Superman movie in 1978. Um, and he, Superman is there, played by Brandon Routh. And I, I would like to say, backing up a little bit. I yeah. really like. Mm-hmm. So we have the scene where Lex um, and his horde—I I don't know what they're called—but Lex takes the boys to the Fortress of Solitude. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I glossed over pretty that. Pretty cool scene. Um, I like. I yeah. like the the movie starts before we've even seen the main character, the hero. We're seeing the bad guy crashing mm-hmm. the hero's digs, which is kind of cool. Exactly. And he plays yeah, it's... he plays a recording of uh, of Jor-El, uh, played by Marlon Brando. Yeah, the incomparable yes. Marlon and Brando. Yes. I think that's a good point to a good place to point out. 
I said earlier how how I love that they decided to continue the old movies because at that time their thought mm-hmm. process was what kind of monsters would we be to just reboot a series like that and exactly nowadays they wouldn't they wouldn't even think twice but if they if they yeah, did they'd... do something like this nowadays I guarantee a 25% of the movie would just be recycled footage from the old ones. Just being like, hey, mm-hmm. remember that movie? We're doing it again. Do you all remember? Look at this yeah. movie that we're remaking and we're continuing. You remember? Please buy more tickets. And it's, I love that the places that they decide to put clips of the old movie, it's really just audio clips. Uh, for most of it from Marlon Brando but they are such good places that actually are enhancing the narrative of the story yeah it's important to the storyline it's not just random like let's say they remade uh, or they did a continuation of the Sam Raimi trilogy of Spider-Man which they would never do but um, Tobey Maguire is Spider-Man Kirsten Dunst is Mary Jane we would for sure see a flashback uh, we would see a scene where with Peter sitting there and a flashback to the upside down kiss. Um, and it would have nothing to do with the story and it would just be a way to show it to the audience again. Cause that's the most famous scene in the history of the series. Um, so yeah, there they go to the fortress of solitude. That's great. Um, Clark Kent has shown up on earth again. Um, also, uh, we see a very young Cal Penn in this movie. Uh, who had he been in Harold and Kumar yet? Okay, so he had been in Harold and Kumar. Uh, gotcha. So he was pretty well known. Now we have a scene. Every super ha- Superman movie, of course, has the scene, the first rescue or the first big disaster that's about to happen and all that stuff. And of course, this is caused by Lex Luthor trying to show what his plan is going right. to be. Uh, and it causes a massive shutdown of all this stuff. Um, and there is a space shuttle that's about to take off from an airplane, which I'm still not 100% sure why. Yeah, I saw that. I, I, I don't like, know. Oh, I feel cool, like they the were future. just like, hey, here's something that we <laughs> came up with that's cool. Let's show it in this movie. That'll, that'll win some people over. It didn't. It, it was like it was a reason because you know again back to superman's all about tradition and it's campy and at you know superman saving the plane crash is big and back when superman was in his yeah. heyday plane crashes were a a much bigger deal that that was that's something my dad always talks about yeah because like every yeah. every other day you'd hear about another mm-hmm. plane crash it's kind of like when you're growing and that was up just and you're like worried the about thing people were scared of back then. uh i know john mulaney has the thing about that uh, quicksand is is not as as big an issue as i expected it to be uh <laughs> as a child but yeah so planes crashing and guess who's on board the plane <laughs> Lois Lane, of course. Oh, of boy, course, Lois, Lois Lane. Lane. Can't stay out of trouble. She just needs to just stay in the house, never go out again. Because <laughs> every time she goes out, something bad happens, and Superman yeah. has to come to the rescue. It's a, it's a wonder. It's amazing that she survived five years without him. It's amazing. <laughs> Which, 
uh, going back to when uh, when Clark goes back to the Daily Planet, he sees an article that she had written uh, called "Why the World Doesn't Need Superman," uh, which is kind of mean. I want to read that article. I saw that and I was like, I want I want to I wanna I wanna know, know why why clearly they do need Superman. <laughs> He has saved the Earth on countless <laughs> occasions. He saved them from. I would love, I would love to, to read it, and it's just like, I don't know. I'm I'm imagining she wrote it right in the midst of breakup drama, yeah. and it's just written <laughs> with. No one needs his stupid, pompous, jerk, stupid-looking hair that can't even pick up the dishes when he's done with it. And she wins a Pulitzer Prize for it. Oh. He just runs around in underwear. What's so great about him? Not much different from when he's in the house. Uh, it's just a stand-up bit roasting Superman. More like a super jerk. Uh <laughs> Wait, I'm going to do like a quick little boomerang and post it on the story for our Instagram oh, account. Idea. Wait, how do... That's good because we have no yeah. content on there. What's a... How do I do a boomerang? Okay. I think it's... I'm I'm not... I'm know. not versed in Instagram at all. Um, let's idea. see. Oh, boomerang. How about the button that says boomerang? The one? <laughs> that one button that says boomerang? Wait, can I not... Boomerang, more like Boomer Will. <laughs> All right, wait. Let's see if it did good. Wait. Oh yay! Okay, cool. Uh, podcast. Podcat. Podcast. Podcat. Hashtag podcast. Podcat. <laughs> uh, podcast days. But days is spelled D A Z E, because I'm. That's really. That's really yeah. clever. Podcast day. If you're listening to our podcast, if you're one of the 8 million, um, just bear with me. Go back in time and check our story hey, on the day that hey, we Hey, make it. like Superman and fly around the earth uh, and make it go back in time, even though that's not how that works at all. <laughs> you would just kill everyone. Oh, the the time moves forward because the Earth moves exactly. Forward. So if everyone just gotcha. ran real fast, we could go back in time. And I'm gonna be honest. I know people make fun of it a lot. It's still not enough people making fun of that <laughs> because what the heck? They got away exactly. with exactly. It's like okay, because <laughs> in the original movie, in case you guys haven't seen the original movie, uh, Lois Lane dies. Um. Because her car gets, it falls down into a crevice during an earthquake caused by Earth, uh, Lex Luthor. I know, just just bear with me. Uh, but <laughs> she dies. Uh, Superman gets angry. He's an angry boy, uh, and he flies around the Earth in reverse, and the Earth slows down and then starts spinning in reverse, and. In the movie, you can tell that they just took the footage you have ju- had just seen and reversed it. <laughs> That's all it is. Uh, and yeah, he saves he saves the world. But you know, we love it because uh, Superman is great. Yeah. Again, Superman can't be exactly. Um, Classic. So yeah, I'm done posting the boomerang. That took thirty minutes. Uh, 
but I finally <laughs> did it. Um, but yeah, so Superman or Clark Kent is in a bar uh, with uh, Jimmy Olsen, who is his friend, who's a reporter at the Daily Planet, and he sees that this plane is the the space shuttle on top of it is attached to the plane and it won't detach and so it's going to take the plane up into space so of course superman flies up there and saves everyone and he says a great line which is a callback to the original movie um he saves everyone and they land I think at Yankee Stadium or something, and yeah. he says, "I hope this hasn't put you off flying. Remember, <laughs> it's still the statistically the safest way to travel. The safest way to travel. <laughs> which is a line, which is a it. line from the 1978 version after he takes uh, Lois on their first flight. Which when Lois does that weird poem song thing, uh, yeah. But yeah, he says that line. That's pretty cool." And, yeah, so Superman's back. That's great. Lois is still very salty because he broke her little heart, and she's she's mad and stuff. Uh, meanwhile, I mean, he he didn't say goodbye. No, he uh, yeah, exactly, it, exactly. It's kind of sus. What was the excuse? Like, was it too far away for you to travel? Yeah, to, to go say goodbye. Like, it literally says it in your like description you are faster than a speeding bullet (laughs) it would have taken five extra seconds (laughs) but instead you broke her heart in a single bound how dare you um but yeah uh she's she's dumbfounded she's also married or engaged to um to a guy perry white's uh son i don't remember his name in this uh, uh Richard, Richard White. Richard but White. He's, the most white <laughs> name you can possibly have. And he's have. played by uh an actor who a lot of people in the past have said that I look just like or maybe I'm even more attractive than um James <laughs> Marsden. Uh I don't I, I don't make it. the rules. It's just what people say about <laughs> me. And I mean, you know, I can see the resemblance. Thank you. Thank sure. you so much. I don't know about just like just but. like Mackay. I also also when my <laughs> shirt is off, I look just like Henry Cavill. Um, <laughs> uh, can we talk about that scene in Man of Steel though, when he runs around the barn and his shirt's off? It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous, and I'm. It's not fair. It's not fair. Uh, so. He's back at the Daily Planet, and he meets Richard White, and Lois and Richard have a son. Or do they? Oh, or do they? Um, We'll find out later. Which, in what I think is the best scene in the movie. I want to talk about the flying in this movie. Okay. Um, Because in the original movie, I love the original movie. Right. However. However. The flying in that movie is not the best looking thing it looks like he's laying down on a green screen well and just there is a reason it looks like that because that's because exactly that's exactly what, what it is. 
<laughs> yeah, the flying in the old Superman movies is the equivalent to lightsaber fighting in the original trilogy. Oh, well, okay. In the original, in A New Hope. In A, a New Hope, yeah. Yeah, because it got better. For sure. Um, But, yeah, it looks terrible in the first movie and the second movie and the third movie and the fourth movie. Um, But I think they finally got it right in this movie. But I do think, okay, here's one thing about Man of Steel that I love. I think the flying in Man of Steel is incredible. Yes. Um, I think it's the best flying I've seen in a Superman movie. Because this flying's it's, good. It's precise. You know, it's yeah. it's it's not the majestic grandiose, which again yeah, when, is what a lot of people didn't like about it. But it is very much like if a super alien being were to were start to fly. flying, that's probably that's, what it would look like. That's how he just takes off. Yeah. But and it's not like he floats like in these other movies. Right. Um, but in this movie, it looks good. Um, and. I like that he's actually flying fast for once. Um, and I think I think Brandon Routh looks like Superman. I agree. Um, I think that's what Superman's supposed to look like, his body and his face. I think Henry Cavill, his face, looks just like Superman in the comics, which I love. But I think overall Brandon Routh captured love... what Superman looks like. Another thing I love about him is the fact that <laughs> I never saw him in anything else. Yeah, uh, so he any, is Superman. Exactly. Any other superhero. Even though Henry Cavill, um, Superman was the first thing I saw him in. Mm-hmm. But then after that, I kept seeing him as Superman, and then Henry Cavill in public, and then in other things. And so then he just became Henry Cavill who plays Superman. And even the best even the best superhero performances like uh, Hugh Jackman, Robert Downey Jr., uh, yeah. Tobey Maguire, like people like that, the best superhero You're going to get a lot of flack. You're going to get a lot of flack for l- I... uh, lumping Tobey Maguire in there. That's why you said it really fast. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm right. But I agree. You know I, I agree. I, I agree. Um, but um, yeah, they all, even they are some of the best superhero performances. Uh-huh. You still think of them as their actor because that's what they are. They're an actor. And I love looking at this guy. I'm like, I have no idea who you are. And to this day, I'll see you exactly. when I watch Superman Returns. And I'll be like, oh, it's Superman. Look, it's exactly. Same thing with Christopher Reeve. Uh, Christopher Christopher Reeve was an unknown before Superman. Mm-hmm. And he didn't really do much afterwards. You know, I mean, he was in Remains of the Day, which is a great movie. But He was um, Freddy and Noises Off. And he was great. Was he really? Yeah. That's my oh. favorite thing he does. Oh, nice. That's cool. But yeah, uh, like Henry Cavill. Okay. Henry Cavill, when he was like 16 or 17, was in Count of Monte Cristo. And he played the son of Edmond Dantes. And I had seen that. That was one of my favorite movies before I saw Man of Steel. So as soon as he came on the screen, I was like, oh, look, the son of the Count of Monte Cristo has grown up. Yeah. And is Superman. It wasn't like, look, there's Superman, Clark Kent, the guy from Krypton, you know? So, uh, I don't know. I I agree with you there that Brandon Routh kind of established himself as Superman. Right. 
uh, and solely Superman and nothing else, which I feel like he might have wanted to do more with his career. But, you <laughs> and know. And that's why my, you know, there's been a lot of talks of Michael B. Jordan as Superman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of backlash at having a black Superman instead of just creating a new superhero. Yeah. Uh, and my, I honest, me personally, again, I don't have a huge connection to Superman himself. So me personally, I don't care if Superman is black or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just don't want Michael B. Jordan playing him because again, it's an established he's a, star. He's an A list. Like, yeah. Yeah. I would like a new star. person to be Superman. I I will tell you that I do not see michael b jordan as superman i think he's too cool and too like i don't think he could pull clark ken off no not at all honestly no one Um, would believe that he's dorky because exactly he's He's a man crush of mine (laughs) same (laughs) same uh you know who my man crush is who james marsden james marsden really maybe that's maybe that's why i'm such a narcissist you know because we look so much alike uh but you know no uh but that's also part of the thing i have against smallville because mm-hmm. tom welling who plays him who also played the older brother the quarterback in cheaper by the dozen um he plays clark kent and he's so good looking but he doesn't have a girlfriend girls don't like him he's dorky it's it doesn't make sense you know that a guy who looks like him would be Clark Kent. You know that's how but I, I felt know. about. That's how I feel about Tom Holland as Spider Man, who I otherwise love yeah. in that part. Yeah, but, same with Andrew Garfield. Yeah, Andrew Garfield like, is too cool to I'm be sorry, Peter Parker. There's no way you are the nerd at your school. Yeah, exactly. You're too good looking. Like, uh, uh, Tobey Maguire was great. Because he's not the best looking guy in the yeah, world. Exactly. And he's and he's he's naturally awkward. And the crying face is just the ter- cherry on top, which is I know that's what a lot of people make fun of, but you know. Yeah. I, I like it. I no, we gotta do I like we that. gotta do those movies. Absolutely. Yeah. Um all right. So now we're at the scene, uh, on the roof, uh, with the people doing something bad i think they're trying to like rob something or something uh and this is one of my favorite scenes when the guy goes up to superman and he shoots him in the eye and you see the bullet oh, in slow-mo crumble so cool and then it falls and you get a shot from the ground and the the bullet falls and bounces on the ground i love that it's shot so good i feel like the camera work the cinematography in this movie is the best i've seen in any superman movie for um, sure there's a shot, we'll talk about it later, but there is a shot um, that I looked at, and I actually rewinded the movie to watch the shot again because it was so good. Uh, Makai, it's pronounced rewound. Re- I, you know, <laughs> I go back and forth. Rewound, rewinded. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, then we see uh, Kevin Spacey doing his best Heath Ledger impression um, <laughs> with his wig. Uh and we see his henchman, which is um, kind of like his, because in the original movie we had Miss Tessmacher, who was an act, who was uh, his like woman that helped him out and stuff. We have a different 
character here who in my opinion looks a lot like elizabeth banks i totally thought it was elizabeth banks yeah but it's not i'm glad you thought so too yeah Uh, but i do love the shot when you see her from the driver's seat she's about to crash into all these people uh having dinner and you don't see superman all you see is it's like you're in the car and suddenly it's floating above the people having dinner yeah and i really like that part um it's kind of like because like you know how in jaws it's better that you don't see the shark that makes him even more terrifying exactly when you don't see superman it makes it even cooler yeah i feel like so yeah then uh just like it's kind of a parallel uh, from the original because Miss Tessmacher is the one who eventually saves Superman from the kryptonite in the first one and we see that uh, the girl in this one who looks like Elizabeth Banks I don't remember her the name of her character Kitty uh, Kitty that's yeah. right um, she kind of likes Superman um, yeah in this but how can you not like Superman that man's he's, gorgeous I like Superman he's, he's dreamy um but yeah, so Lex Luthor has gone in and they stole some kryptonite. Why is there kryptonite? Why are they keeping kryptonite in a museum? Yeah, I guess like I where know. Lex Luthor can get it. I mean, they know that it's Superman's weakness and they love Superman. So why not try to destroy all the kryptonite or like get it as far away from Superman as you can? I just don't understand the yeah, logic that should and be keeping in, like, it in the museum national reserves maybe? exactly or like yeah. at worst the government should have some in case superman turns bad which yeah they go into in batman v superman or whatever but that's true um but like not just in a museum yeah because like in superman 3 which is terrible uh superman like his personalities get split into good superman and bad superman like when he's Clark Kent, he's good, and when he's Superman, he's bad. Yeah. And Richard Pryor's in it, and it's like a comedy, but it's really stupid. <laughs> uh, so we don't talk about that movie. But yeah, so they steal the kryptonite, um, and basically, we see what do we see? Um, I'm trying to. My computer's acting up. Uh. So Perry White wants Lois to find Superman again, but she doesn't want to because she's still salty about him breaking her heart. Um, but she knows that Superman is what sells papers. Even though, were newspapers a thing in 2006? Like, were they already on the outs? Like, I know they're still a thing. They... But, like, was print news already kind of obsolete in 2006 i'd say i'll give him a grace period of people weren't getting their news from social media yet so Mm -hmm. i'll give them the grace period of probably most adults over the the age of like 30 probably solely relied on newspapers okay even though that may not be true like i get I can suspend my disbelief enough for that period of time. <laughs> and uh, super in the if they make a new Superman, Clark Kent's not going to be an uh, a reporter. He's going to be a vlogger. 
<laughs> he's gonna work for BuzzFeed. <laughs> that was my favorite thing in. Uh, we don't have to put this in, but like, that was my favorite thing at the end of uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. How they bring in the Daily Bugle, and it's yeah. it's literally just like a fake news spam site. Yeah, absolutely. At this point, and I love that. Absolutely. Also, I love the J. Jonah Jameson came yes. back. Um, so we're at a scene where uh, Richard and Lois and their son and Clark are staying late to try to figure out where they can find Superman, what's going on, and stuff like that. Lois goes up on the roof to smoke, and Clark quickly changes into Superman and goes up there and takes her on a, a flying excursion again um so they're kind of in love again i will say in the scene right before that when they're they're all Mm -hmm. staying late just trying to work on the story yeah we get this scene of uh richard's kind of richard's starting to get a little jealous of the fact that his girl's ex was superman which i'm already insecure (laughs) About stuff like that just with real people <laughs> what if you found out <laughs> what if you found out kaylee dated superman oh my gosh it would be over like, yeah I, I be like, be... I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and just end it so you don't i would be ripped <laughs> apart with jealousy. oh absolutely it's like he can fly i can play piano i can <laughs> so i totally i wrote i wrote war stories but <laughs> stream war stories on spotify what was it saying? Oh yeah, yeah. but uh, this the scene where uh, she's giving a rundown on all his powers and his weaknesses. First of all, that was super helpful for me as mm-hmm. not an avid Superman fan. I've always like wondered exactly what his skill set was, so I enjoyed yeah. that because I was like, like oh, okay. A gotcha. lot of people don't know that he can't see through lead, right, and stuff like that. Um, um, but yeah, and but then. There's some line that Richard James Marsden has, and he's he's like he can see through anything. Man, I'd have a lot of fun with that. And it's like, <laughs> wow, douche alert. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then never <laughs> is a douche again. Well, part one of my favorite, I think my favorite scene in the original 1978 Christopher Reeve Superman is when uh, he he's doing the interview with Lois Lane. And she goes, you can see through anything? And he goes, yes. She goes, what color is my underwear? And he says, well, I can't see through lead. And she's standing in front of lead. And then later, she walks away and he goes, pink. (laughs) That's one of my favorite lines in the 1978 version. But in this, I I really like when they're like, so how tall is he? 6'3"? How tall is Clark, do you say? Uh, six two, six three, something like that. And they look at each other and they laugh. <laughs> they start laughing. <laughs> I love that scene. Uh, or that. No, that was good. Part. Um, so Lois. Also, okay. In this scene, it is so hard to distinguish Brandon, uh, Brandon Routh from Christopher Reeve as yeah, Clark Kent. He's like channeling him perfectly. I love it. Um. Christopher Reeve had already died, I think. Yes. Um, or he, it was either right, it was, he was either already dead or died like within two years later. Cause that was right when he died. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So then, uh, like I said, Lois Lane goes up to the roof. She's smoking a cigarette. 
which is cool that they brought that back from the original that she smokes. Um, and Superman blows it out. He takes her on a, he takes her flying and stuff. And then he returns back and they're all eating food together. And that's fun. They're all a big, happy family. And she, he's Clark again. Um, I love the comedic aspect of Superman. Yeah. And I think we really missed out on that in Man of Steel. For sure. Because uh, in Man of Steel, it's not even like he's Clark Kent, you know? Yeah. He's well, like, you see that at the... They have one shot of him being Clark Kent at the very yeah. end. And it was kind of like just a bone that they threw the audience. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. Uh, and also in this flying scene you hear the original like song or poem or whatever that uh, Lois Lane sang or said in the original can, movie. Can you read my mind written by John yeah. Williams? Incredible. <laughs> uh, can, can this podcast just be a John Williams fan club? <laughs> because I silver linings what, parentheses, the John Williams fan club. It's what it's turning into. I mean, uh, it's amazing. So then Superman goes uh, back to the North Pole, or where his uh, Fortress of Solitude is. Um, And he goes there, and he realizes that he has been stolen from. Um, And his crystals are gone and stuff like that, and he knows exactly who it is. It's Lex Luthor. Lois Lane goes with her son because they're going to go to like this banquet where she's going to win her Pulitzer and stuff like that um, and they make a quick stop at this mansion and they don't know who it belongs to and they go on this yacht that's out back that looks incredible um, and they quickly realize that it belongs to Lex Luthor and I really like the scene I really like how they do this when they're just walking and you don't see all you see is the boat and like the inside of the boat and her son says I like the curly one and yeah it zooms in on the uh, the wigs and then Lex Luthor comes out of the bathroom and yeah he's there and I think kinda... I have to say one of my favorite things that movies do just ever mm-hmm. is having a main character just either use or come out of the bathroom because it, <laughs> it's I, I mean, the the obvious one that comes to mind is uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. But um, just any time because it's like people use the bathroom. It yeah, happens, it adds no matter who it you adds. Are. It adds realism. It grounds the movie in a way. Yeah, you know? and then if something happens, it's it, you know it's classic. Like, oh, I missed it. I was in the bathroom. And I love when that happens to major characters in major ways. Yeah, I love when he comes out of the bathroom and he goes. He sees her and he has the um, the toothbrush hanging out of his mouth. He goes, Lois Lane, <laughs> and the kid goes, "You're bald." <laughs> I love that part. Really um, so then he takes them and he puts them in this like huge, we've seen it earlier in the movie, uh, this huge like lobby of his yacht. And they're in a chair 
and he's okay why do villains tell people their plan i i mean i don't understand I'm, i i know it's in every movie but like there is a slight possibility that they get out right so why are you taking that risk by detailing your plan do you just want to talk to somebody i just i don't understand <laughs> you know what i mean yeah but he he tells them he does he tells them that he's going to uh create this new continent and it's basically what he was going to do in the 1978 version um but he's now going to sink the continental US or North America really um right. and he brings out he brings out this big uh cylinder of kryptonite and you see i i don't want to keep calling him the sun so what's his name i oh jason jason Jason. uh jason white um and you see him cowering away from the kryptonite which pretty much tells you he's not richard's son he is clark's son he's superman's son and Lex Luthor realizes it immediately and says, who is that son's, that boy's father? She says, Richard. He goes, are you sure? And I think he delivers those lines yeah. incredibly. Especially because right after she says Richard, um, he gets a call from the command deck. And it's like, hey, we just we hit latitude, longitude, whatever. And he answers, are you sure? And so he's like answering that guy, but he's definitely talking to her. And it, yeah. it's such a good. It's, it's really good, good writing. Scene. Yeah. And he delivers it perfectly, which he's oh. an Oscar winner. So also, <laughs> I love, so I, you said, you said it was like, that's kind of the point where it's, it's confirmed that Jason is, is Clark's son. Mm-hmm. But I watched this morning. I was watching it with Kaylee, with my girlfriend and she, yeah she like didn't see the beginning she just saw like i walked she walked in when that part was playing and or the the part earlier and uh lois at, just looks at him and and goes one day you're going to be big and strong just like your father and kaylee goes oh is that superman's son <laughs> <laughs> not watching any of the movie just seeing that one part she's a smart and I was girl like, yeah probably <laughs> probably <laughs> probably i don't know um okay there's one part right here that i think is stupid um when she sends the facts that says 40 north 73 west help us uh and jimmy goes up to him and is like what does this mean they're obviously coordinates <laughs> I know that. If I saw that, I'd be like, oh, look, coordinates. I wouldn't be like, what is this? What are these random numbers? Yeah. Uh, So that's kind of stupid. But, you know, it's Superman. So you kind of have to look past that stuff. We love Superman. Absolutely. Um, But, okay, this next scene is my favorite scene in the entire movie. Um. And maybe my favorite scene, I, I made a Facebook post, I'm sure you saw it, yeah. that this scene is one of the best scenes in superhero movie history. Wow. Um, it's the heart and soul scene. She go, she tells Jason to go play piano. 
and he starts playing heart and soul and the henchman goes and joins him and plays it with him which i think is so creepy you know he and this henchman uh brutus is what they call him Mm -hmm. and I think it's interesting. I I looked up Brutus in the in DC Comics, and he he was a clown. Yeah. Um, it was. I mean, I don't know if it was before or after Joker was mm-hmm. made. I think it's I think clowns. I might have stayed away from clowns after making <laughs> a very iconic clown, but whatever. That's not for me yeah. to say. Um, but he was he was a clown at one point in DC comic history, and I do like that he takes his hat off and it's a massive tattoo of a clown face on the back of his head. I love when they do that yeah. when they do stuff like that that like not a lot of people will get, but if you're a diehard fan, it's like a little thing like oh that's cool that they did that yeah. for us. It's you know? like um, Spider-Man: Homecoming did that with they're they're meeting up for like a drug operation, and these three guys come up. And one of them has a tattoo of a scorpion on his cheek. One of them has a tiger claws and one of them has a rhinoceros horn. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be uh, scorpion, rhino and craving the hunter. And, and I also like, I like that kind of stuff. When like when Donald Glover's on there and he says, I have a nephew and all right. that stuff. It's it's Miles Morales. It's right. his nephew. And it says which is great. when he pulls up Donald Glover's profile, it says one of his known aliases is the prowler. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Good stuff. Spider Man. So good. yeah, Spider Man's very good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this okay. So this scene, he's playing uh, heart and soul, and then, and while he's doing that, it's so gut wrenching because Lois is trying to send this fax, you know, or she's trying to yeah. do something. Is that what it is? Yeah, she's, she's trying sending to send out a, fax? a help fax. Yeah. So classic two thousand six. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. To a newspaper. Um, But uh, so then right as she's like as it's sending, the henchman goes up to her and is about to kill her. And you don't see all you see is the piano just crash into him and kill him. And then you see Jason with his arms out. I thought that was so cool. It's so good. I love it. Um, so that's one of my favorite scenes in this movie, or it is my favorite scene in this movie. It's one of my favorite scenes in a superhero movie ever. Um, and I will say that action scenes, um, are not, they don't really resonate with me that much. Yeah. I, I'm more into script driven stuff and you know dialogue Be- I don't know why I just I just enjoy it more oh that makes but sense these action scenes at the end where he's like flying through the the tunnel with the fire chasing him and and he catches the daily planet big globe at the top of the building before it hits the ground I think they're really well done um, and I feel like it's not just mindless action you know what I mean yeah which i love yeah but and i think it's it's good because like you said it has heart to it and it's it's uh narrative based action too it's not just Mm -hmm. kill the bad guys it's there's multiple people in distress in multiple different ways and he's piecing together how to save them 
Yeah. And also, I'm I'm not a huge fan of supernatural stuff outside of Star Wars and mm-hmm. Harry Potter and stuff like that. Um, so, also, like, one of the reasons I didn't like Man of Steel that much because I didn't really... I, I wasn't really interested in the whole General Zod n- narrative, you yeah. know, because I'm I'm much more into the Lex Luthor mer- narrative, which is also like why I like Spider Man a lot, especially the original trilogy, because the Green Goblin and uh, and Doctor Octopus those are not supernatural. I mean, as science fiction as they are, they're not supernatural elements. Right. It's you know I mean? it's. Like you said, it's science fiction, and it's mm-hmm. not just aliens or exactly. magical beings. Or they're it's they're more, real people. It's it's human. Yeah. So, um, then we see uh, this big yacht. the The continent has started to come out of the water that Lex Luthor has created with the kryptonite. I I still don't know exactly how that works, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we kind of have to just except that it works uh it splits the yacht in half and the yacht is filling up with water and it's sinking while lois jason and richard are climbing as fast as they can above the water so they don't drown and in these movies they try it's so hard to create situations where you are worried you know what I mean? As an audience yes. member, because you know, everything's going to be okay. Cause right. it's Superman because this was before movies like Avengers where they will kill your favorite character. Right. And it even, you took, know, it even took them like it even took Marvel forever to do get to that point. Exactly. Cause they had to establish a fan base that wouldn't go anywhere right. after they killed a very important character, the most important character in the series. Exactly. Um, so you know everything's going to be okay, but it's still a cool scene when you see them sinking uh, in the water from above, and it's kind of sad. Yeah, um, I will say, like, it It definitely... It felt like Titanic. And yeah. then Superman coming was like, oh, yes, this is God. When, when you see his boots on the glass. Yeah. And then the shot from above that zooms out and you see him pulling the ship out of the water. Yeah. That is such a cool shot. Very cool. Um, and I think it was really well done, especially for 2006. You know, when special effects were pretty good. Yeah. But they weren't like today's level at all. Right. I mean, it's a really good shot. And it doesn't look cheesy. It doesn't look like CGI. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, he's flying up, and the ship falls, and he holds on to them. That's such a cool scene, and you see his son uh, looking down at the ship falling. They get into the plane, and Superman goes after Lex Luthor, and he confronts Lex Luthor, but the entire thing is embedded in kryptonite the entire structure so he's pretty much powerless and lex luther which okay i don't know the extent to which kryptonite uh affects him because i'm i'm not sure whether it makes him 
more human like i guess it does yeah I or think if cause... it or or if it makes him weaker than a human you know what i mean because yeah. lex Luthor has his way with him which yeah. isn't realistic because superman is much bigger brandon routh is much bigger than kevin spacey right so i don't know how realistic that is so i guess you have to believe that the kryptonite makes him weaker than a human right i think it is because um one thing that and they do i will say for man of steel i actually enjoy man of steel it's definitely not like superman superman but i enjoy it and one thing i do think they do a really good job of is explaining what who superman is and yeah where here's one thing from and i think they, they do talk about how it's it's the atmospheres of the planet that caused the difference and mm-hmm. because Krypton was like an unstable planet, it's the radiation from his planet that's actually weakening him. So I yeah. so I think it does make him weaker than a normal human. Okay. One thing I do like, okay, so Man of Steel, they set out to make a different Superman. Yes. And they did it perfectly. Right. What they were planning, what they were uh, intending on doing, they did it. Which you got to applaud them for that. It's just that I wasn't a huge fan of what they wanted to do. Yes. Yeah. You know, because there are movies that I don't like that are technically great movies. Yeah. You know, like I'm trying to think like anything with Tom Hanks. (laughs) Yes. Anything with Tom Hanks. Um, That's not Makai's opinion. That's my opinion that he knows very well. Um, But like Forrest Gump. I'm not a huge fan of Forrest Gump, but they set out to do something and they did it perfectly. I'm just not a huge fan of what they wanted to do. That's why I'm not a huge fan of the movie. Right. But I can, I can recognize that it's a, it's a very well done movie, you know? That's so my problem then was I loved that they did that. I mean, it was exactly, it was the same thought process as Christopher Nolan's Batman was let's mm-hmm. do something a little different with this um and while i would never say man of steel was as good as the christopher nolan batman trilogy it was it was definitely the same school of thought the problem was that afterwards after man of steel because people didn't like it as much they were like oh, okay well then let's just do what marvel's doing and so they yeah. started by trying to reimagine and then ended with just trying to tell do a marvel movie and and it was hard because if they had kind of stuck it through and all of those heroes got reimagined if wonder woman was a little different and the flash was a little different they could have had something really cool that just got off to a rocky start yeah Um, and that that was my problem with the dc franchise and that i i it feels like is going to start changing soon well here's the thing the difference the big difference between marvel and dc marvel's funny marvel has heart and it's lighthearted. dc is dark you know it's been pretty dark which is uh, interesting that the movies have become that because you know when they first started it, it's funny i um a friend of mine like likes to describe it like like the political party switch yeah was that like when dc started they were they were the you know the superman the good all-american boys mm-hmm. and then stanley and uh stanley and jack kirby and steve ditko were like the 
let's tell gritty stories. Yeah. And it's funny that over time they've kind of switched. Exactly. Well, I think Marvel, it's like, I don't know. I like Marvel. I'm not a huge. I'm not as big a fan as you are. Like, I still haven't seen Age of Ultron. I haven't seen Winter Soldier. I've seen a little bit of Civil War. I've seen, like, the big grandiose movies. Yeah. Um, And I like Spider-Man, so I've seen all of those. But I just feel like it's so much easier to watch Marvel movies than DC. You know? For sure. Be- I don't know. It, they're less boring, I guess. Um, so, yeah. So, Superman gets stabbed with kryptonite which is never a good thing especially for him but say, like that wouldn't anyone. even be good for a normal person yeah exactly like being stabbed with anything is not the best <laughs> thing but i mean being stabbed if you watch smallville anyone who gets infected with kryptonite gets powers so <laughs> i mean uh like my dad will come down while i'm watching it and be like oh what's happening in this episode uh this guy got infected with kryptonite and now he's a moth. <laughs> it's like, what? Um, and I, I don't know how they're, I know that the series gets great reviews as it goes along. Like it lasts 10 seasons and all of the episodes get good reviews. So I don't know. I'm interested to see. I know people listening to this, all 8 million of you, uh, I'm sure plenty of you have seen Smallville. So I'm, I'm going to trust that it, it keeps being good, I guess. So Superman is drowning because he doesn't have his powers because he has kryptonite inside him. And I mean, I guess he never learned to swim. Um, I don't know. He, he doesn't need to. <laughs> he doesn't he need to swim. So why exactly? And then his dad died when he was little. So Yeah. So he doesn't like, have a male father figure at yeah. all. Uh, he is his own father. The father becomes the son. The son becomes the father. Okay. Um, But, um, yeah, so Jason spots him from the plane, and they go back, and they get him. And that's cool. Uh, Then we see Lex Luthor and Kitty about to take off in the helicopter. And Kitty decides to get rid of all the crystals and drop them in the water and Lex Luthor is not a happy boy. Yay, go Kitty. Kind of. Um, kind of, I guess. She's like, I don't know, her character arc, I get what they're trying to do with that, but it wasn't really like, it I, was I, don't like under, I don't know. It was right before Hollywood figured out that they needed to learn how to write female characters better. Oh. And so it's like, they were trying, but they still were like, Oh, they yeah, they but missed the mark like, a little bit. And they're like, but she's still like an over-sexualized dumb person, right? Yeah, just and, like every woman in a superhero <laughs> yeah, movie. Exactly, and that's what it felt like. But they were like, but she's cool. Yeah. Like, we're on to something here. And, and then Marvel Marvel was like, you know what? We should make a female character who's not sexualized at all. Just kidding. Here's Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> um, but, you know, she's more interesting than Kitty. That's true. I, I would say. And now we have um, now we have Captain Marvel and people like that. Yeah. Yay, Yay Captain Marvel. <laughs> uh, but I like Brie Larson. A lot of people don't like her. I like her as an actress. Um, but you know, so Superman uh, goes back to try to defeat Lex Luthor, and 
trying I'm trying to fast forward trying to figure out what happens next. Do you remember what happens next after he leaves the plane? Um he Does he does he go into the earth's core or something? N- no, he's got to like tunnel. He yeah, he's got to go underground and like push the giant kryptonite continent out into space. That's right. That's right. I forgot about because we got to have him go into space at the end. Yeah, because what is Superman without space? Right. Um, so he gets the continent. Uh, he pushes it out into space. Yay, Superman. Um, okay. So obviously, Superman is amazing. Can yeah. can push with his bare hands his full uh, a giant continent of his weakness out of space and fight through the pain uh-huh. but he couldn't beat up lex Luthor while he was just standing on that same continent exactly <laughs> that's what i was getting at earlier <laughs> i don't understand that is lex Luthor just like really ripped i i lo- so i looked it up i looked it up real quickly beforehand um mm-hmm. so the argument was that superman if you watch that scene lex Luthor is very um lex Luthor is very deliberate about dragging Superman across the floor multiple times. Yeah. Um, which they do a really good job of showing. Mm-hmm, I love that. And like when they drag, dragging into the mud and yeah. stuff. And it's yeah. Like, I love it's, that part. It, it's cool. Cause it's, it's a dual kind of, it's a dual meaning of they're literally just like throwing him around in the mud. That's a defeating thing, but also he's getting dragged across his weakness also. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, it confused me then. Cause I was like, but this is a lot harder what he's doing right now. Yeah. And he's whole, he's in the same place. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's, I'm thinking too much about it. I feel like it's it it's a disservice. It does you a disservice to think too much about movies like this, yeah, especially sure. before Marvel when they actually took it seriously. Right. You know what I mean? When it was just a comic book and it was like, exactly. hey, it's going to look like a comic book and it's okay if, if it doesn't line up. Yeah, people aren't going to think that much about it. But then Marvel happened, and now they think too much about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then entire Star Wars movies get ruined just because people won't stop thinking about it. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's cool. Pew, pew. Wah, wah, wah. That's all you need to know about Star Wars. <laughs> I will t- I will say that uh, after he pushes out into space, he has nothing left. You know? After yeah. he pushes the continent into space... He just falls to earth and he's taken to the hospital and okay. Why even try to inject him with a syringe? <laughs> like, you know, nothing, you know, it's not going to work. It was, cool. he's the man of, it cool it's a cool shot. That, yeah. It's a cool shot. Um, when it bends and all that stuff. Uh, but he's in the hospital. It's sad. Uh, Lois and uh, Jason go to visit him and Lois whispers to him while he's in his coma or whatever and she, we're pretty sure he, she says he's your son um, and stuff like that and then there's a scene where a doctor or a nurse goes in to see Superman and he's gone and yes. his clo- his outfit is gone um, Which immediately made me think of the scene in Arrested Development where um, George Sr. is in the hospital and they come, the doctor comes in and they said, we've 
done everything we could, but we lost him. And they all start crying, and they're like, may we see him? And they, they walk in, and the hospital bed's empty, and there's a blanket tie, blankets tied up out the window. And he's like, what the heck? You told him he was dead. And he said, no, I said we lost him. We don't know where he is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's great. I need to watch more of oh Rest Development. Oh, my gosh, it's so good. I've seen the loose seal scene. Oh, yeah. And it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. But, yeah, so Superman's gone. And... Basically, for the rest of the movie, uh, the remainder of it is just um, they're in the the White House, not the White House, but the house that belongs to the Whites, not the Whites, but the people with the last <laughs> the, name. The White House. I'm trying not to be racist or political with this <laughs> sentence. Um, then Lois is writing uh, an article, and it is called, I think it's called Why the World Needs Superman. Is that which, what it is? Yeah, yeah. Which, what the heck, Lois? Make up your mind. Um, and then Superman is watching his son sleep. Kind of creepy. A little creepy. Uh, just a little bit. But, um, but it's his son, so okay. Yeah. Um, and he wakes up, and he sees that his door, his window's open and stuff like that. And Lois walks out. She lights a cigarette, and she sees Superman. Um, and that's cool and he flies away and as he's flying through the sky just like in the original movies he flies towards the camera and he smiles and then the movie ends it's great oh and also we see Lex Luthor and Kitty are stranded on an island that's right uh, Lex is gonna eat the dog yeah which is funny (laughs) I love that Um, also because yeah so the franchise ends at this point there's mm-hmm. not been a, another movie. The odds that there will be another one in this this specific franchise, this specific series, the odds are extremely low at this point, which yes. means that was the end. Uh-huh. So Lex Luthor, criminal mastermind, billionaire, whatever trillionaire, the most brilliant uh, organized crime man in the world is going to die on a small island with his stupid girlfriend after eating her dog it's and fitting. part of me hates it and part it's of me fitting. loves it <laughs> it's, really I, nice. it's it's okay it's imperfect but it's it's really funny and lex Luthor, his whole story is comical to begin with right so i think i think it's fine uh yeah. to end with but yeah that's the end um overall this movie isn't bad it's not as bad as a lot of people think i think the main gripe is the whole twist where his son has powers and stuff which i had no problem with yeah i mean it's i get it people are like oh that it's a cop out or something right and and i know technically it goes a little against how superman has powers but i don't i think Mm -hmm. it's it's fair to say that that the radiation sensitivity of the sun is could be carried over yeah by also also there's one thing uh it's fiction get over it <laughs> it's not real it's not. they can do whatever they want <laughs> um but yeah so i think it's time for uh some facts some facts we can do some i think facts. it's time for some facts let's do it his name is well, Steven, and he's gotta read some facts yeah! 
All right. So, fact number one. Uh, the last line of Superman for the quest for peace uh, is Superman saying to Luther, see you in 20. That scene was filmed in 1986. Superman Returns was released in 2006, 20 years later. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, amazing. I know. I love it so much. Um, Brandon Ralph, Kate Bosworth. Uh, Kate Bosworth plays Lois Lane. We haven't really gone over that. But Brandon Ralph, Kate Bosworth, and Kevin Spacey signed on without having read the script. I probably um, would, too. Yeah, absolutely. Superman? Come on. Uh, Amy Adams auditioned to play Lois Lane in this. Oh, no way. Yeah. I uh, love her as Lois Lane. Oh, me too. I think she's great. I think she's great. Um, and the final fact is the first choice to play Superman in this movie was Tom Welling, who plays Clark Kent in Smallville. Oh, however, wow. however, he couldn't do this movie because of complications with shooting for Smallville. Oh. So he is the only person in history to not be able to play a character because he was already playing that character in something <laughs> that else. That's great. I love that. Um, so yeah, those are my facts for Superman Returns. Um, I actually have I actually have a fact that I You have a fact? Makai has a fact. Oh my goodness. All right. His name what is, is Makai and he's gonna read some facts. Yeah. Yeah, gonna, gonna read some, some facts. facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to write a jingle for that. That one was perfect. I think that's good. All um right. So this this movie started development twelve years before its release, okay. And it switched hands so many times. Originally, uh, Kevin Feige, who is now with Marvel, mm -hmm. wrote a script based off of Death of Superman, which is a very famous graphic novel. Uh, yeah, in which Superman dies. Mm -hmm. And so he actually wrote two movies. He wrote Death of Superman, and uh, The Return of Superman. And oh, wow. his plan was to write two movies in this series, and he had Tim Burton lined up to direct it. That's and right. And Nicolas Cage was going to play Superman, right? <laughs> Is that right? I, I feel like I've heard that. I don't... I, I When I was Wait, researching look this, up. I saw that. I don't know how true it was, but... Let me look it up. Um, Nicolas Cage... Oh my gosh, yes. There's pictures of him in the Superman suit. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, the, I think it, it's very interesting. A, that long ago, they were wanting to take Superman in a darker direction. Mm -hmm. And they so shut it down because they were not ready for that. Yeah. It was bound to happen, though. Yes. Um, well, that's a cool fact, Mackay. Yeah. Never do it again. I'm the facts guy. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so now it's time for favorites and least favorites. Favorites and least favorites. Favorito y malos favorito. All right, Mackay, what's your favorite part of this movie? I have a favorite part of this movie and then a mini favorite part of this movie. Whoa, you're bringing the big guns today. I would have to say that my favorite scene in this movie is the gun shooting at superman's face and the bullet hitting him in the eye and falling to the floor okay got me so excited in all the right places <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Oh my oh, goodness. Boy. And I also I loved the opening credits being the exact same as the old movies and mm-hmm. the the John Williams suite playing because I love John Williams. We are the John Williams fan club here at Silver Absolutely. Linings. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it that got me really excited too. It it was it was ex- it was fun to see such a classic superhero moment in yeah. updated in real time. Well, the the Superman theme is maybe my favorite composition of John Williams. Really? For a for a movie. Um which is why I was so disappointed when it wasn't used in Man of Steel. Yeah, it was just drums. Yeah. Wow, Makai, that was amazing. That was the Man of Steel theme. Yeah, how are you going to do the Man of Steel theme and and pawn it off like it's you doing it with your mouth? <laughs> um, all of my comments from here on out are going to be rip-offs of TikTok comments. TikTok um, Rest in peace, TikTok is supposed to get shut down today in the U.S. So, <laughs> <laughs> Superman slaps dough. Um, had me like, I don't know what it had me it's like. The, it's the Superman for me. oh i love it um all right my favorite part uh as i've said was the scene where uh the heart and soul scene where jason reveals himself to have superpowers um i just really like that scene so yeah what's your least favorite part hmm least favorite um ah that's hard Mm-hmm. My least favorite part was probably just the the end of the movie did not wrap up as quickly as I would have liked it because it had some yeah. really good momentum, and then the scene where uh, Mar or Lois starts talking to Clark in his coma, and then Clark comes to his son and Jason and starts talking to him. That that all wrapped up a little too slowly. Yeah, for, I agree. For such an exciting ending. I agree. Um, my least favorite part is the facts. <laughs> when <laughs> Jimmy Olsen didn't know what coordinates were, even though he's a reporter. I love that your favorite and least favorite part of the movie are so Are the exact same scene. <laughs> it's just different perspectives of the same scene. Hey, you know what? I love juxtaposition. <laughs> It's great. I did want to ask you, um, so you think, you said that the piano scene, the heart and soul scene is quite possibly one of your favorite superhero scenes mm-hmm. in superhero history. Uh, what are some contenders with that scene? <sighs> okay. Uh, definitely not the dancing scene in Spider-Man 3. <laughs> um, okay. Well, okay. I think that just for the sake of how great and grandiose it was the scene in Endgame on oh, your left for sure on Portal, your left Portals is an incredible is... scene yeah um so that's up there uh okay i think in iron man when he's first flying in the suit mm-hmm. and he falls and the robot extinguishes him even though he's not on fire (laughs) and he goes one more time and i'm donating you to a local university (laughs) that's one of my favorite scenes so i think those are the two main contenders what about you that's good what are some of your favorite uh superhero Um, scenes okay one of them is also from iron man i think when he goes out to the middle east and starts breaking up the terrorists 
mm-hmm. the, the, the terrorist crackdown. I think that's really cool because I've said it over and over again. Uh, nine-year-old me sitting in the theaters for Iron Man is one of my favorite movie moments ever because I didn't know. Again, that was superheroes got a little more real after Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for the first time you were watching. I guess I should rephrase that. The last time you watched superheroes take on real life bad guys was when Spider-Man fought the Nazis. Yeah. And then it it became just supervillains and stuff. So watching watching Iron Man fight terrorists, but then also cor- uh, rival corporate CEOs who are two very prominent like real world villains yeah. was so cool and. I think that scene where he first goes over and fights was great for me. Um, Another contender is another Brian Singer movie. Um, Mm -hmm. X-Men Days of Future Past, the Quicksilver time in a bottle scene. Oh, that's cool. Is fantastic for me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you again. And you too. Uh, I think that's the end of our uh, third episode of Silver Line. End of episode three. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for chilling with us. We will be back. I'll see you later. See ya.